Thank you so much for tuning into the number one podcast for millennials seeking wisdom. I'm your host, Christian Evans, and today's podcast is sponsored by Evans and Family Business, where we help you monetize your social media accounts. And again, I want to thank you so much for listening personally. If you find this of value and you believe it could add value to someone else, you know, whether it be your, your friend, your family, your other social media followers, uh, please share this with your um, with them. I think they would appreciate it, and I would appreciate it as well. Today, I am so excited, so thrilled. And so humbled to have a guy on uh, that he's just going to share a lot of wisdom to each and every one of you. He's the author of many books, including You Were Born to Win, so suck it up. He's a development speaker and a presenter. He f- he's focused on building character and integrity in the marketplace. He's a guest on numerous nationally syndicated broadcasts. He's a leader, a father, and a husband. His name is Joe Woodley, and I'm so thrilled to, uh, to share him with you all. How are you doing today, Joe Woodley? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for having me on, sir. It's such a pleasure. Hey, it is our pleasure, of course, and thank you so much for your time as well. And I know we just talked a little bit brief, a little bit about your history, uh, but I mean, you've you've discovered so much and have done so much, and I just a small snippet of what your whole picture is. If you would um, share share uh, share with my audience a little bit about yourself, my man. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'm a. Uh... I'm a father, I'm a husband, as you stated earlier. I was actually a single father uh, for several years up until my son was uh, 14. Uh, I was, I've been married now for about a year and a half uh, to my wonderful wife, Patricia. Congratulations. Uh, my son, yes, thank you. Uh, my son, Isaiah, has been an absolute blessing in my life, and he has been, uh, he's uh, helped to transform who I am and help me to become the man that I am today. Um, I just enjoy working with individuals, whether they're young or old, to inspire them and empower them to maximize their potential and to fulfill their God-given purpose here in the earth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was so astounded with when I first heard that. I think that was something that was so unique to what your mission was is putting character and integrity into the marketplace because obviously we know now that it's it's uh, it's very needed, isn't it? Very needed. So I applaud you. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, obviously we were talking a little bit about wisdom before we were on this podcast. And obviously my whole focus is, is you know, talking about wisdom and so forth. And I think we, we align with that. And I would just love to get your perspective or your definition of wisdom. What, what is your definition? Well, I have, wisdom is something, is, is intelligence, is information that we apply to how we live on a daily basis. Now, you could acquire wisdom in two ways. You acquire wisdom either through someone who's speaking it into your life, mm-hmm. or you acquire wisdom through experience. And I found that the best way to acquire wisdom is through someone speaking it into your life. Mm-hmm. It helps you to avoid many of the mistakes, I'm going to speak for me personally, many of the mistakes that I made in my life early on, I could have avoided if I was willing to take the time to listen to the voices of the wise individuals who were around me at that time. Mm-hmm. So wisdom is the intelligence, and it's, again, it's the skills that we acquire in our lives and how we apply it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a great, great, and I'm curious, in your own life, at what point would you say was that discerning point, or is that that this uh, a precipice where you decided, you know, this is this is a whole different where you realize that, I guess. 
Well, I think for me, it really came down to my personal life. Mm-hmm. I was doing well professionally, but as you know, and as the listeners know, there are many people who do well professionally, but their personal lives are in shambles. They're not in order. And so when I was young, I was doing very well professionally. I worked for uh, a, a great organization, one of the top companies in the world at that time. And uh, But my personal life was not in order. And so it caught up with me. And it caught up with me in the form of I became a dad. Mm-hmm. And I was a single dad. And all of the problems and the drama that came about with that because I was the choices that I had made in my life at that time. So I had a choice to make. Am I going to continue on the path that I'm on? Because now that particular choice is now affecting my professional life Mm -hmm. as a single father. Okay. Now I I have to, uh, I I can't work the hours I was working before. I have expenses that I did not have before. And as much as I love my son and I wouldn't trade him for anything in the world, it totally changed my lifestyle. And so I made the choice that it was important for me to not only represent what it meant to be a good man business-wise or career-wise, but in my personal life, I needed to be an individual of upstanding character, of good moral conduct, because character does matter. There is, there is no separation between the two. You can't have a great business life and, you, and your personal life uh, is a wreck. And you can't have a great personal life and your business life is a wreck. Mm-hmm. The two cohabitate. They work together. And when you get them both in order, when you get them both in line, then the sky's the limit. Nothing can stop you at that point from achieving your dreams and your goals. And so it was important for me at that particular time, with my son being small, that I set the right model for what it meant to be a good man. You know, and I, th- I applaud that because I think that's what so excites me about um, just just doing that is because like you just said, is the conscious choice that you made. You literally had to stop. Life was hitting you from all different directions, tidal wave after tidal wave, and you literally had to stop and you had to make a conscious evaluation of your life and made a conscious choice of where am I going? I can hide, I can run from this, or I can face it directly. And you obviously decided to face, plant your flag and say, I'm going this way. And I, I, obviously that, that shows a lot of character behind what's your story and your integrity as well. Uh, so I appreciate that. that uh, appreciate the explanation. Awesome. Um, you know, this is a more, more intense question, if you will, but I always like to answer it because I heard it from John Maxwell and I thought this was an excellent question. Um, what is one question you would like to be asked but never have been asked? And what is the answer to that question? Oh, that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent question you asked there. I think that the number one question that I like to be asked is, uh, what is your biggest mistake? Mm -hmm. Okay, and the reason is because everyone always asks you, how did you get to where you are? How do you become successful? How do you get to the place where you can speak in front of, you know, hundreds or thousands of people? How do you get to that point? But no one wants to ask you what your biggest mistake is. And the biggest mistake is important because that is where your defining moment is. It's not when you're up high. It's when you're down low that defines who you are as a man or a woman. 
See, it's, any, it's easy for anyone to put a smile on their face and to walk around with their chest poked out when things are going well. It's easy to make the right decisions when, you, when it seems that you don't have any problems or there are no issues that are, uh, that are standing in your way. But when you're faced with the fire, when you're underneath the pressure, mm -hmm. uh, when it appears that you're at the end of the road, this is the choices that you make in those moments that would define whether or not you're going to succeed or whether you're going to fail. And if you can stand up to the heat, if you can stand up to the pressure, if you can fight your way through it, then you're going to come out on the other side as gold. But if you're unwilling to stand up to the pressure, mm -hmm. if you're unwilling to stand in the heat, then you will not succeed. And so that is, they think, the biggest question, the most important question to ask. What is your greatest failure and how are you able to overcome that? Now, what, what truth behind that? And uh, I'm curious, what, what is your, your biggest failure, would you say, Joe? Oh, wow, that's... I've had so many of them, yeah. uh, but my greatest, <laughs> and I think we can all testify to that. Definitely, definitely. Um, that. But my greatest failure was a failure of character. Yeah. When again, I think that that's and that's the reason why I'm so passionate about it, because in public, I was able to present myself as having it all together. And again, I had a great job, the career was going well. I was able to pay all my bills, get any type of vehicle I wanted to get. Mm -hmm. But in behind the scenes, uh, I was, uh, I had to be honest, I was a bit of a, of a, of a womanizer. Mm -hmm. I dated a lot of women. I, that's the lifestyle I was living at the time. And I thought there was nothing wrong with it. You know, was, I'm just having fun. Or some of the young people, they, they, they'll say is, you know, you're sowing your, your, your oats. But the fact is that I was not only hurting the individuals um, that I was in these relationships with, but I was damaging myself. And the lack of character that was being demonstrated there because, because I could not commit to an individual, I wasn't being as committed as I, as I could to my career. I wasn't being as committed as I could to my faith. I wasn't being as committed as I could in many areas, but I didn't see it at the time. Once I got that in the alignment and I learned what it meant to be committed in every area, that my word was my bond, that I wanted to treat people the way that I wanted to be treated, that people needed to be treated with respect and dignity, and that I needed to, that the person I was presenting to the public needed to be the same person I was at home. Mm -hmm. And here I am now, my son is now 15, going on 16 years old. And as one of the things he testifies to people about all the time, there was, a, uh, there was a friend of ours who we were out someplace and he says, boy, I wonder how your dad really is at home. Mm -hmm. And he says, what you see with my dad is who he is at home. 100%. He's the same person. He doesn't change who he is. He speaks the same. He lives his life the same. And that has garnered me the success, the success that I have and continues to open doors in my life because what you see with me is who I am. I don't have a mask that I want to present to people. What you see with Joe is who Joe is. 
man, what and and how much we need more men like that. And obviously, you're you're training your son to be that individual in in uh, as a man, you know. And uh, I mean, obviously, like we were talking before, how many times have we seen individuals that have quote unquote success in in life, health, and wealth, or whatever? But at the end of the day, they have they have they have destroyed. And like you were saying, I mean, even in CEOs and and and, and high up you know, spots and, 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 uh, these big glorified, um, positions, but yet they fail. They're underneath sexual harassment charges or they're underneath federal yeah. or, uh, charges of some sort. And it is lack of character because there is no wisdom basis behind it. Uh, my gracious, how much truth, uh, thank you so much for that, um, explanation really just hit home. Um, and as, as well as this last question here, and I always like this question. I got it from Lewis House, and I just thought, you know what, it, it's so applicable, and I thought um, we definitely could learn a lot from you. But let's say, for example, Joe, that you everything in life that you did, you are doing, or you you're, you're going to do, disappeared, deleted, boom, done. And maybe you heard this question. Right. But right. you have a piece of paper, and tomorrow you're going to pass uh -huh. away, and you have to give them three truths, something you, you, they either... You want them to uh, remember you by, or three things that you want to teach the next generation. Uh, what 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 are those three truths? What would you suggest? So three truths. Uh, I believe that the first thing for me for me would be always honor authority. Mm -hmm. That would be the first truth. Authority is not your enemy. I'm not talking about individuals who are abusive. I'm talking about people in leadership positions who are looking out for your best interest. Mm -hmm. When you honor authority, you can receive from authority. You cannot receive from anyone that you don't honor, mm -hmm. that you don't respect. Definitely. So I think the first truth is honor authority. The second truth is, which many people will probably place as number one, is honor your God. Yeah. I believe that that is, it is, it is an imperative. Um, you know, I'm a Bible believer, I'm a man of faith. And I believe that the word of God is true. And I apply it to my life. It is, it, is the, it is the standard that I hold myself to. Because I can't hold anyone else to a high standard if I'm unwilling to hold myself to a high standard. Mm -hmm. And I think the last truth that I would say is you need to have accountability in your life. Accountability helps to keep you on track. Accountability helps to expose who you really are beneath the surface so that you can grow into who it is that you want to be or the person that you're portraying yourself to be. Mm -hmm. See, as long as I was unwilling to be accountable to the people who were around me, then I was not going to be the man that I am today. I was not going to be the husband I am today or the father that I am today, the businessman that I am today, the speaker that I am today, the author that I am today. All of those things came about because I, number one, honored authority who was over me and I was able to receive from them an instruction. I honored my God. I, re I, I kept him first and foremost in my life and held myself up to those standards those standards of character and integrity and morality. And the third thing is I had mentors who were around me who I was willing to listen to, who were able to correct me where I needed to be corrected, 
because none of us knows it all. We like to think that we do sometimes. We like to pretend that we do sometimes, but we don't. And you need people who are around you who can instruct you and who can correct you and who are not afraid to say to you, Joe, you're messing up. You need to get it in line. You're slacking off. You're distracted. You're not focused. You need to have those individuals in your life. So I would encourage you to find five individuals. I call them, when I teach classes, I call them your accountability core. You need five individuals. You don't need 10 people. You need five people that can speak into your life, that can instruct you and guide you. And they're not, they're not interested in being your best friend. They're interested in your success. They're interested in you becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. They're interested in you fulfilling your God potential. You need five people that can speak into your life and can bring the best out of you so that you can maximize your potential, so that you can not only create a great future for yourself, but leave a great legacy for those who are coming behind you. Guys, I hope you definitely take this and listen to it over and over and over and over again because, Joe, exactly what you said is just gold nuggets. Gold nuggets, 100%, honor authority, honor your God, and accountability in your life. Those are three truths from uh, Joe Woodley. Obviously, definitely reach out to his book. Uh, listen, I mean, obviously read a lot of his books, but one, of course, he's, he's really... Uh, intrigued by is you were born to win so suck it up a really good book uh, I have not read it obviously it's on my book list and I really appreciate you you mentioning that you can also reach out to him on LinkedIn Joe Woodley Twitter a uh, one hero project website JoeSpeaksLife.com for any speaking engagements or just reach out to him and uh, you know and, and um, have, have any questions or anything like that also e- uh, email what is your email there Joe Yes, my email is Joe Woodley, that's J-O-E-W-O-O-D-L-E-Y, at JoeSpeaksLife.com. Dot com. Perfect, perfect. Well, Joe, I really appreciate it. I hope, and I know I took a lot of a lot of nuggets from that, a lot of value from that, and I hope my audience has been able to do that as well. Again, I thank you so much for your time. And guys, again, you know, if you want, share this with your friend, your family, and your other social media uh, networks. Again, until next time, thanks so much. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning into the number one podcast for millennials seeking wisdom. I'm your host, Christian Evans, and today's podcast is sponsored by Evans and Family Business, where we help you monetize your social media accounts. And again, thank you so much again for just listening to these podcasts. If you find this a value and you believe it could add value to someone else, please share it with your family, your friends, your social media followers. I think they would appreciate it, and I would definitely appreciate it as well. And before we start our podcast talking about tolerance and expectation, I am excited about, obviously, we're going to be rolling this out, the five pillars of wisdom. Uh, And each week we're going to be talking about each pillar, and that will take us a majority of... um, of the summer, and so I'm really excited, really thrilled about it. Of course, one is patience and perseverance. Second, we're going to be talking about counsel and mentorship, which I previously talked to previously a little bit about. And we're going to be talking about empathy on our third week, fourth week, leadership. Fifth week is commitment, which I am um, pumped up about, truly pumped up about that one because I think that is something that we all, um, we all may lack a little bit. 
Um, so, anyways, we're going to be talking a little bit about it. Obviously, um, tune into that. And uh, during the also that period of time, we're going to be also having several great business individuals, CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs, as well as a lot of speakers and authors. So tune in. We are really excited because we're not just going to be talking about business. Like I said, we're not going to be talking about business success and achievement because there's too many podcasts out there. You can go to another podcast for that. We are talking about wisdom. Because, of course, you first seek wisdom, and we believe that the first seek wisdom and everything else will come. The wisdom, uh, the success, achievement, health, wealth, and everything like that. So we are pumped up about that, sharing some of these people's perspectives on wisdom and acknowledging that as well. So really excited about that, so tune into that. Uh, today, I actually uh, sent out something on Twitter. If you follow me uh, at uh, ChristianDE45 Twitter. You can uh, see what I wrote out there, but basically what I said was tolerance equals expectations equals standards, basically. Uh, and and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about, of course. Um, because in today's society, I think we have been perverted by tolerance, if you will. And I think it's, um, it's, it's, it's sad. Um, one of my, a uh, few of my mentors, I'm very blessed to have several mentors that actually just feed into me and they're intentional. They're, 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 they're a focus group that I, I basically filter any decision through and uh, just utilizing their brain, getting their perspective on that and really pumped up and just, uh, just humbled by having them there. But these are these, these, these are men that you will never, ever, probably ever meet in your entire life. Uh, you'll never see them on my, you know, Fox business, Forbes business. You, know, you you'll never see them out there just, you know, getting out there and kicking butt. Uh, um, not even kicking butt. They're, they're kicking butt in life because see, they're godly men. They're they're um, they're 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 um, they got great wives. They got great kids. They got a great relationship with everything. They, I mean, it's just it's humbling. It's un- unbelievable. But like I said, you'll never see them on these big big news networks because let's be honest with you, their story won't sell. And um, it just won't sell because it's not negative news. It's it's not. It just won't sell. But and you won't ever see them on Twitter. You won't ever see them on Facebook going out there and saying, "Man, I gave multi-million dollars uh, to this organization and this church because they have wisdom and they have humility." And it is so unbelievable. And when I asked them about tolerance and their perspective on it. It was interesting to get their get the responses, if you will, and they were telling me a little bit about it. And they had they said basically, culture will tell you, totally tell you something different from what we're saying. And I said I understand that. And of course, you know, he said basically it's the eighty twenty rule, right? What eighty percent of culture believes, we tend to go the other way. I says, well, that's I want to be different, right? I, I want to be the the twenty percent and above, right? And he said, Christian, you have to be tolerant. You have to be conscious or aware of what you tolerate personally and culturally. And I said, explain that. And he says, Christian, personally, you just have to be aware of what goes in your relationship, what boundaries you have, and what you expect out of yourself. Because you're in, like he said, you're, what you tolerate of yourself and out of yourself becomes your expectations, what you expect out of yourself and what you expect out of others because people will see not what not 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 what you say but what you do. And I thought, okay. Okay. And so, let me just take a personal example behind 
this tolerance of our relationship. My wife and I, when we got married about a year and a half ago, uh, just just a lovely woman. I am so so grateful for her, uh, just being with me in this whole process of this up and downs. And uh, she has she has fed into me, loved me tremendously through it all. But it's so fun because see the thing is is I committed my wife and I told my wife that I don't even want to tolerate divorce in our relationship. I don't even want to tolerate the idea. I don't want to tolerate even the joking of it. I don't want to tolerate the word of it. Because what that does, and we understand the, the power of affirmation, the power of words. And we speak that into existence where all of a sudden that becomes an option. It becomes tolerable. We, we allow it in our life. Now, I'm not suggesting, again, don't understand, misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting it's bad or good or whatever. I'm not saying that because that's, I think, another topic for another day. And this is not an opinion podcast. This is just a wisdom podcast. Um, but however, though, I just knew in our relationship that I married my wife, not to marry her for five years and get a divorce later, but to marry my life, my wife for life, for the rest of my life. And so I'm excited about that. But when, that allow, when we tolerate the even idea of divorce, even the word of divorce, even in a joking format or context, then we allow that to sneak up on us and becomes our expectation, becomes our standard. It's okay. If we fight, there's always an option of getting a divorce. And you have to ask yourself, why is the divorce rate so high at 65%? Is it because they tolerate that idea in their mind? You just have to ask yourself. And that is just a personal example. Another example culturally, and let's switch over to cultural. And this is where I believe the, the, the perversion takes place. Tolerance is the ability or willingness to tolerate something, in particular the existence of opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. Now, don't misunderstand. It doesn't say tolerate it, but don't do anything about it. See, my wife and I, we could have sat there and our expectations in life are high. We expect a lot out of each other and we expect a lot of ourselves. Not to create stress, but to be the best that we can be. Because we know that we can be better. And not just for ourselves, but for other people around us. So we can be a good influence on others. Those that may need it. And the perversion behind tolerance is the idea that if someone disagrees with you, that you can't do anything about it, you just have to tolerate it. You just have to accept it and just realize whatever. And I think that's where the perversion is taking place. Because we have all seen in different circumstances where, okay, well, this person agrees, but we, we can be tolerable on certain certain beliefs, but we can't tolerate other certain beliefs. If you agree with this, then we, we can't tolerate that. But if you agree with over this way, we can tolerate that. So it becomes a biased situation and what is and what is not tolerable. And this is the thing. is like, let's say in our relationship, let's say someone else, a good friend of ours, 
they they're okay with joking divorce and we're always teasing divorce and this and that. Well, we're not going to tolerate that in our relationship. Doesn't mean that they can't be good friends. Doesn't mean that we dislike them. Doesn't mean anything. It just means that I'm not going to tolerate it in my life. My expectations in my life are higher. And I had it, we, as my wife and I, had to consciously choose that. And so I just suggest each and every one of you to acknowledge, okay, what is it that you tolerate culturally and what you tolerate in life? And realize, like I mentioned, that not everybody's going to agree with you, my friend. And that's what my, my mentors have said. Christian, not everybody's going to agree with you. But that's okay. Because the biggest thing is, you know what is right. And you make sure you're surrounded by the five people that are closest that have the life that you want. And you go achieve that. And don't tolerate anything else. Don't lessen your expectations. Don't lessen your tolerance. Don't lessen your standards. Because culture has said that. Your character, your integrity, your morals. Other people can tolerate it. Sure, go ahead. You can tolerate it. You can have your expectations, whatever. It's a free world. But I, me, myself, and I, we're not going to tolerate that. We're not going to put that expectation and our standard. So I just want to share that with you guys. I hope this was able to, again, like I said, add value to each and every one of you. And I hope this was um, explained it to you a little bit further. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, ChristianDE45, or email me with any questions, concerns, or any anything else that you guys want to talk about on this podcast, or any other um, maybe words of wisdom you guys want to talk about, please feel free to email me at evansandfamily777 at gmail.com. Again, I thank you so much for each and every one of you. And until next time.